0: <clears throat> our listeners are going to think I have coronavirus.
1: <clears throat> Note to our audience, you cannot catch coronavirus over I, a podcast.
2: I was doing international travel last week, so I guess <clears throat> I'm at the greatest risk. <clears throat> what, to Canada?
3: I mean, is Canada no really international? In Canada. It doesn't feel like it.
2: What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Fascinating Podcast, episode 253. I'm Clay Morgan. I'm JR. Forresteris.
0: I'm Kathy Kong.
2: And I am Matt Nicolatos.
3: Today, we're talking about how humanity's doomed, basically. That's the the theme of the episode. So um, so we we thought we'd start out with the thing that makes everyone feel like they're doomed, springing forward. So... uh, like by, the gymnastics. Time yeah, by the time you're listening to this episode, hopefully you've nearly recovered from losing the hour of daylight savings time. And I wanted to start with you, Kathy. How did you feel having a 23 hour long International Women's Day?
0: I, you know, I had never thought about that. And then I saw the post about that. And I thought, oh, of course, of course, International Women's Day is only 23 hours. Uh, and I also hate the playing around with time. I hate it.
1: Do you feel like it's dangerous? Like we're messing with things that are God's <laughs> provenance? Yeah. we're like, let's God mess with time. God
0: created days to be 24 hours. They should not be 23. We shouldn't be playing with time. I hated daylight savings, <laughs> the jumping back and forth when the kids were little. I hate it as much now. Can just i, trying can, I f- like
2: it. can I just go on? I don't know if this is sacrilege or not.
0: Uh-oh. Can I uh, just, probably it is. Oh, it's
2: always good to preface a statement like yeah. that. Can Can I just suggest that that God missed this one? That that days sacrilege. Days should have been longer than twenty four hours. Like what? Why? Why? Why can't days be thirty hours long?
0: That why would do you been, want
2: thirty hour long days? Like so, there's more time to be
1: awake. More time <laughs> for what? <laughs> T- to stuff. No. You no. Have you considered the, the possibility? That's why we have a Sabbath clay.
3: Yeah. Maybe you do too much and are not taking advantage of the time that God has given you.
2: Well, yeah. But if there were 30 hours in a day and I still only needed the same amount of sleep,
3: then I wouldn't be doing too much. No. Hmm. When you say need the same amount of sleep, you're talking like sleep is not one of the best things God ever gave us. Sleep is amazing.
2: <laughs> the Lord blesses but the you ones want- he loves with sleep.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's in the Bible. I mean, I would Pretty gladly sure.
2: take six extra hours, three for sleep and three for awake, awakeness.
1: Wait, but <laughs> I have a question. Do you not get another day after your first day is done? Like, is it different for you?
2: Seven days in a week, 30 yeah. hours in a day. That's why not? Why not just get an eighth day?
1: Would you like an eighth
2: day? Um, No. <laughs>
0: Honestly, I'd rather
2: have the 30 hour seven, right?
3: Why don't you just do less?
2: That'd be cool. I, I think what we're getting
1: at is the idea that time, as we look at it, is completely an agreed upon construct, and that we're choosing to treat time in this way.
2: Well, it's isn't like, it like you can have a thirty hour day if you want.
1: Movement? You just won't be on the solar cycle, and that is your choice.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The corporate cycle. Because, like, 24-hour days
1: cycle. are actually not completely in alignment with our solar cycle, which is exactly why we have
2: things like leap springing forward and leap year, too. That's, yeah. yeah. I remember the reformers. I don't remember them personally. From history, the, ref- <laughs> the, ref- the reformers <laughs> at the so. uh, progressive era, they, you know, they would say, look, we're working like crazy. This is not healthy. Corporations are new and they have all the power. We should work on the... The biorhythms, which is 24 hours a day, there's eight hours for sleep, eight hours for work, and eight hours for leisure. And that should be the goal, to have some more balance.
1: Um, I saw an article today that said by studying ancient seashells, they've discovered that our days used to be about 30 minutes shorter.
3: Mm. Yeah, that's true. The The moon causes us to slowly, uh, our spin to slow
1: So that means one day we will have days that are six hours longer, but we will be dead.
3: Unless the sun consumes us first.
1: Or maybe it'll balance out correctly where the sun will. Hmm.
2: Well, we move a little closer or a little farther away from the moon every year. Which one
1: is it? The moon? (laughs) Yeah. Which moon?
3: The moon gets further away, I believe.
2: (sighs) Yeah. And the moon controls our tides.
0: Okay, I'm mm. going to rein us back in. Oh, Kathy.
3: I was Can just I say real stuff. quick, <laughs> Kathy, my, my favorite my favorite daylight savings time joke from back in the days when I was a Baptist oh, was no. we saved daylight once, therefore it's always saved.
0: Oh uh,
1: <laughs> You know what?
2: Say what you want about Baptists, but they sure have a sense of humor.
1: Well, the joke's on you,
2: Daylight Savings, because I actually didn't know it was Daylight Savings time until I was two hours into my Sunday and
3: confused.
1: (laughs) Why am I so
2: tired? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um...
1: Clay, uh, what is awesome. the
3: history of daylight savings time? I assume you know that, being the history guy.
2: You would think. Um, it's it's obsolete, I think, now, but it had a lot to do with uh, keeping the railroads on time, I believe, when train travel was the predominant mode of travel, and it, you had to have a schedule that made sense across the different um, regions or something like that, so time zones were eventually a thing. I know time zones are related to railroad travel, and daylight savings was related to Ben Franklin or something, but... Um, I'm sure there's actual people <laughs> with knowledge out there who are just. He, he tied me. a key
3: to a kite and flew <laughs> it, and he was like, oh, it's we need like an, an extra hour. Of
2: drunk is, is is a drunk history. All I know photo. is that daylight savings is ben kind Franklin, of unnecessary in a modern world.
0: Oh, it's very unnecessary. Yeah,
2: it's stupid. It's like it is pennies. Stupid. Daylight savings time is the pennies what? of time. Oh, with pennies? It costs us far more than it gives us. Wow.
1: I just. I feel like we're coming down on everything today. Pennies. It's the the Humanity is Doomed episode, Matt. Uh, (laughs) Soon you're going to be telling me you don't like television.
0: Oh, I love television.
1: What's Mm. on the telly? That's That's
0: why we are doomed. Telly's
2: great.
1: (laughs) Uh, It's true. It is true. Uh, Well, so Daylight Savings. Sounds like in general we're not fans. Not fans. But wait, do you like. The time when you get an hour
2: back? Yeah, I like, love Like, are you fall. happy on that day? No. Absolutely. That is the closest I get to my 30-hour days.
0: No. No. Kathy, again, it just makes you bitter it's just, that
1: it's going it, to be taken away again.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's a lie. You it's, don't actually <laughs> gain an hour. It's a lie.
1: So it's the dishonesty with which we're treating time it that is. is the core it's issue like for saying, you.
0: saying, you know, invest in bonds. Why? Mm. You get, like, a penny back.
1: Wait, and pennies are bad. I've learned.
0: Pennies are bad, so it's all bad.
1: I feel like we're solving things. <laughs> it's bad. You know what I think? What do you I think? I think that this daylight savings time thing has made the people of the fascinating podcast a little cranky. Oh, That's I'm very
0: cranky. <laughs> Wait, this should so be our annual is a doom good and gloom episode. episode. <laughs> it's a good. We just episode complain for about stuff.
1: <laughs> talk about stuff that we're having a hard time with.
0: <laughs>
3: Uh, well, speaking of things that uh we're having a hard time with, and I think Kathy and I are gonna do a longer show with a special guest on this in a minute. Uh but how many did Matt or Clay did either of you watch Love is Blind?
2: No. It's a TV show.
3: It's a Netflix it's about all show, so yeah.
2: A reality TV. Netflix sh- reality show. TV show. I begrudgingly saw um mm, Maybe 45 minutes to an hour's worth that actually, ironically,
3: almost made me want to be blind. (laughs) So, Clay, describe what you saw out of context that made you want to be blind.
2: The downfall of civilization. No, no, no. I mean, like, (laughs) specifically. Wow. So, I hate romance reality shows oh why um well it's a lie practically it's just i i i i just detest watching people go on tv to find love in the ways that are produced and knowing that they're all targeted for various dysfunctions and that producers are pulling strings to make them break as humans um
1: You feel like it's, like, abusive or, like, gross or something?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, when I saw this one, I was like, that's a really interesting concept, which you guys can explain. But I thought, oh, man, this is, this can't be real. Like, if everybody's in on it, it's fine, right? But, like... What do you mean, in on it? Like, if the participants have the same level of awareness of what is happening as the producers then it's a different story um, you're as
1: basically saying to, if they're actors like they're playing up their responses and things yeah, knowing that it's a reality there's show. like
2: a higher level of awareness and this isn't like a, a a televised ecosystem designed to you know break people for the entertainment of others yeah
1: from what you saw did you feel like these were people that had been brought into something and they weren't fully aware of kind of what was The point of the show like that oh
2: i think i think there's a couple people in there who were spying actors uh and they got to be in a show and also had some personal stakes and i think there are a couple people who are pretty smart um but also yeah there were the ticking time bombs who were designed for our amusement
1: okay so my my 100 my exposure to this show is that we have a facebook chat and for like I don't know. Sixteen hours—that's all that was being talked about on it. It probably took me as long as watching an episode to read it all, and I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking. About. It'd be like, oh, so man, have you Matt. seen episode three yet? What's happening with Jimmy? And everyone's like, oh, oh.
0: You know, I didn't even ask Peter if he read through the whole thread.
1: <laughs> well, Peter, yeah, Peter surfaces. He's like, what is going on? Because he's he like was, traveling,
0: right? He was in Guatemala, <laughs> and then like came back to
1: so explain to me the basic idea of the show like i i realize it's something about their dating without seeing each other is that what it is yes <laughs> so how's it work like what what is the core well, idea of the show so
3: it's actually it, it's pretty interesting in that all they all they pitched was like completely blind dates where you don't get to see the other person at all period
1: uh right. so they're but doing that's it when- like uh Oh, are they watching a screen no, no, With no, no, like no. somebody so, Silhouette or
0: something And Kathy But Kathy That was only like The first like three episodes Right Right it, So it was like Speed dating And you could Like couldn't, in a
1: confessional Like how do they not <clears throat> See yes, each other
0: Yes Actually they oh. were in like Pods That were Pods That's, <laughs>
3: that's what,
0: what they, they called, called them, them. They Pod were pods dating. And then there was this <laughs> wall And you could hear So I'm not sure What the acoustics I don't know how that worked Anyway They're in pods You know, the guy is on one side, the woman's on the other side, you're talking, and you were not allowed to see each other unless there was a proposal.
1: What? What kind of, like a marriage Marriage proposal? A marriage proposal. You couldn't see them unless you proposed?
0: Correct. Yes.
1: So what were they saying before? Were they saying stuff like, wow, Jillian has a really sexy voice. I'd love to see what goes with that. Like that?
0: No, there were like, oh, you know, we got so deep in our conversation. It was amazing. Mm. I've never had such a connection to someone before. And or I, like, I don't know what they look like.
3: Yeah, oh or God. we had great chemistry. You know, we never got bored with each other. We kept laughing the whole time. Like, they really get my sense of humor. We're from the same area. We have the same interests.
2: It's It's so altruistic, right? Like, we are going to actually mm-hmm. choose love based <clears throat> on... Nothing superficial. It's only gonna right. be about the real deep stuff. And then and but then it the, all falls apart, I assume.
3: Well, so it's so, it, so the shtick of the show was they have ten days in the pods. And so the the guys and the girls all like share the same living quarters like the guys are on one side, the girls are on the other side. So when they're like not in their speed dating thing, which apparently took like from the way they were talking about it after the show, like that was most of your day was going into these pots. In fact, like one of the guys fell asleep on one of the girls <laughs> <laughs> what, in and, the
1: potty fell asleep. Yeah, man?
3: like while they're on their date. And she's like, hello, Oops. hello. <laughs> He's like snoring. And she even said, I mean, they asked him about that and she laughed and she's like, yeah, no, I wasn't that offended because like it's a long day and you're talking to someone like for hours a day, different people having some of the same conversations over and over. But then at the end of the 10 days, any of the couples who, who got engaged then get to see each other for the first time. And then the next... So there's two more phases after this, I guess, technically. Wait, and eight. does
1: everyone else just stay in the pods? No, like they, they don't get out.
0: It's done. Never. They're, they're oh, they never lose the
1: show because they yeah. didn't get engaged. Right.
0: Matt, they're still in the pods. <laughs> they're still in the pods now. Hello? Hello? <laughs> um, so phase
3: two is they basically get like... It's kind of like a pre-honeymoon, I guess. They go to they go to this resort in Mexico, and they they're there for a week together. And it's the first time they've seen each other, and they get to spend the whole week together, like on an extended in-person date.
1: So the question then is, like, when they see each other, are they still going to like each other, or like they're like, uh, he doesn't really do it for me? Like, are they going to
0: be
3: physically intimate?
0: Right. Um, is there any physical with their eyes chemistry? closed, <laughs> <laughs> or
3: with
2: someone else on the trip? What? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, reality well shows, because man.
3: again the thing you have to remember is that they all dated each other oh. right in the pods so they all so there
1: might be someone they're like eh he didn't really interest me and then they see him in mexico and they're like oh
3: actually yeah right ah um so is this uh, well hang the, on do you want to hear the rest of the show like uh, the other phases yes Okay, so then after the week in Mexico, anyone who's still together goes back, and they have three weeks where they're living in an apartment complex. They're all in the same complex. They're living together, and they have three weeks to plan their wedding. And that's <laughs> like they're, this is where they're going to meet each other's families, see each other's hometowns, uh-huh. and then actually plan the wedding. <laughs> and they and then so then phase four is the actual wedding day, and they. It was the it was the weirdest, like as someone who does a lot of weddings, it's so, strange. <laughs> was, like, so cringy, but they literally like staged it so that they ask, do you and and they say yes or no? Like, will will you be in this marriage like at the altar?
1: Oh, this goes to Clay's feelings of like, it's a weird, semi abusive, emotional Strange thing with
2: like friends and families, and everybody gathered. Oh, yeah. my lord! <laughs> one girl who was one of the biggest train wrecks, um, and she totally owned up to it. And she, uh, I guess her family didn't even show up mm-hmm. uh, at the <laughs> ceremony, but um, yeah, she later apologized. And then one of the other ones was like, So, do you win
1: the show? Is this about winning, or this is this no. just about being on the show? There's happily no ever
0: after, yeah, you, win you get, get married, winning. Love wins. There's only one JR, winner.
1: <laughs> real question. If you got invited to be on this reality show to be the pastor who did the weddings, would you say <laughs> yes or no?
3: Almost certainly not. Yeah. Great
1: question. So uh, I was actually
3: going to ask a different question. Okay, let's hear it. Let's assume we were all single.
1: Okay. I'm dating Clay. <laughs> Just because I've already seen him yeah. is all I'm saying.
3: Well, see, so you can't disqualify. Would you? Would you go on a reality dating show as a way of meeting people and dating? No. Yes.
0: Wait, who <laughs> said yes? I did. Yes.
3: Kathy would not. Why not, Kathy? Uh,
0: no,
2: no. Are you talking about us right now, or at some point in our life? Hypothetical us. Hypoth- like right now, never. singly s. Yes. When I was a <laughs> like twenty-three we to twenty-five single. year old
0: moron, maybe. No, I wouldn't have. But
3: you know why not?
0: Why not? Yeah. Because, uh, it just seems like a strange way to spend my time. I also, on a very practical level, could not imagine, like, leaving my job. Mm. and my family, and Fair. like, and then not being able to tell them exactly what I
1: was up what to. What was happening? <laughs> Did you win the show? You'll find out when you come to LA on right. September 6th.
0: Right. Like, all of those prerequisites to be on a reality show. And then, especially around dating, I just don't think that TV is the way I would have... Chosen.
2: Kathy, you know what you're speaking to right now? What? My chart.
0: Oh oh gosh. Oh, I'm curious. Include that in the show notes because people don't know. (laughs) I I have demonstrated
2: an inversely proportional relationship between (laughs) my disgust level of reality TV and the hope for humanity engendered. Um, So the
3: more disgusted you are by it, the less hope you have for humanity.
2: So I love competition shows like cooking shows, like Chopped. You know, there's plenty of those that are great. And there's a hierarchy of just those. And I love The Amazing Race. I've always enjoyed that for the most part. You know, then there's like Survivor. So I have a continuum that's that's like about competition and victory and winning. But then it moves towards ignorance, selfishness, cheating. And interestingly, the second to worst topic is hate. Like I don't want a show that just features hate. But I would rather have that than a show that is about love that's the worst as Kathy just said
1: so you'd rather watch a show about like um watch these neo-nazis walk through the streets of Atlanta than a show about watch these kids try to find love in Atlanta yeah because I would
2: come away like one's more of a documentary anyway right but I would come away with a little more neo-nazi game show we don't know the show about hate (laughs) is less likely to make me lose hope for humanity. Like, love is the ultimate virtue of human existence, right? It's like the meaning of creation. So, to put that as the central idea, it's why it's so compelling, but it's also why it's so ultimately gross to my core.
3: Mm. So, Matt, you said you would go on one of these wines. Oh,
1: totally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for, for two reasons. One, H-F- I just want to be on TV. And two, looking at decisions I made during my dating life, it's almost positive that I would have said yes.
2: <laughs> Matt would like, be in the pod like, I'm Matt McLattis, author of The Crescent Stone, and Imaginary
3: Jesus. You can so, exactly. it's, it's interesting like, that you say my that. my agent. <laughs> but, you know, in a lot of these shows, like The Bachelor, Love Island, um, Love is Blind because they've become so popular yeah they actually have become an avenue for people to build their personal platforms that's how you get yes. famous
1: i was well, on an airplane I'm so, I'm... once with i guess the winner of the bachelor and his fiance okay. and people were freaking out on the plane i was like what is going on those people are good looking but they're like normal people and they're like no they're famous they were on the bachelor and i was like oh well okay great
3: but it's <laughs> As uh, in a lot of these shows, like that's part of the social conversation around the contestants is who is quote unquote really there for love and who is just, you know, there to for exposure and influence what, is anyone you know? actually there for love, do you think? Yes. Have you met 20 something?
0: Wow. I do think that they're there for love, but I also feel like every single one of them is looking for some sort of platform and opportunity? Why else would you go on television? Why not hire a dating service? Why not, you know, yes, those apps were not working for them, but there are other ways to go about finding dates and hiring. So I just, I also feel like every single one of them is looking for some sort of exposure and desire to be out there in the public eye.
3: I will say if I were single and had the opportunity to go on one of those, I would do it in a second. Mainly out of curiosity, because I would love to see how the sausage gets made. <laughs> literally, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and and uh, again, we're not going to spoil too much of Love Is Blind here. We'll save that for our episode with uh, with Jen. But they did, you know, they did the whole show, which apparently happened a little over a year ago when they actually filmed it. And then the last episode that they released uh, for season one of, on Netflix was a reunion show that was filmed literally after the finale dropped on Netflix because they released it week to week. And one couple in particular expressed shock at how their relationship was portrayed on the show, right which was so funny because when they when they every episode they were on when they were talking, like this one issue kept getting brought up over and over. And so you were like, gosh, like this must be like so important to them and like such a like a deal breaker that they've got to figure out. But when they were on the reunion show, they were like, well, apparently this is a big deal. (laughs) And they reacted like it was like a a relatively minor thing. So
1: that's the reality on these reality shows, though, is that there are writers and editors who are saying, how do we take all of this footage and tell a story with it? And it's so I have a friend who's been on a reality show. One of the. it's one of those Yukon gold shows, you know, like oh, he's yeah. up in Alaska and he goes diving to get gold from the bottom of the Bering Strait, like this kind oh my of stuff. Gosh. Uh, it's nuts. They have giant vacuum cleaners and are like down on the bottom of the water and like near freezing temperatures, sucking up sediment. Um, but he was like, You know what? all the time they do things like they'll my back is turned I'm working on something, they'll insert a bleep sound like I'm cursing, but I wasn't cursing, yeah, like they're making it more dramatic, uh, things like that. So one of my questions actually about this show is they're shaping it, they're building a story. was their story about like blind love can lead to real love? was it yes. like yes so so that was that was the that's where they're trying to take us at the end. Like this kind of sweet idea that you could never see someone and legitimately fall in love with them. Yes. Right.
2: Well, right. in fact there, I mean, there was Jen said, cause she had this on while I was working the, um, the altar show. And she's like, Oh, this is the couple everybody likes the most. This is the one everyone's probably waiting for. I was like, Oh, that's why they put them last. And, uh, you know, to your, to your thoughts earlier about getting platform, Kathy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like if you're in a complete train wreck situation, you could still be there. Like, this is still great exposure, right? I'm going to become famous now. But if you come away and you're like the happily ever after couple and you literally found love and you have a platform, I mean, that's happened on survivor a couple of times, literally in Pittsburgh, like two of the winners have hometown roots for me. So that's a career and in this way that uh, this couple did actually find love apparently. And to the reunion show, a couple of them seemed happy. Um, uh, You know, that's
3: possible, I guess. Well, and again, that for me, the reason I would go on, I would not have any expectation of finding true love or anything like that. Maybe, you know, maybe some good connections that could develop into something later. Um, I would have absolutely
1: fallen in love with like the first person I met on the show.
3: (laughs) But I, I would I would legitimately legitimately just love to experience what it's like, like how much it's controlled, because there were uh, now that now that the show's over and articles have come out. Uh, one of the big surprises to me and Kathy, this is the guy you talked about. There's a there's a guy named Rory who mm, yeah. sho- shows up a bunch of times, basically always in the background. He seems like a really good dude, and it turns out he's a professional counselor who is, like, actively counseling the other guys, like, in the evenings, (laughs) like, helping them get in touch with their feelings and process them. And he proposed to a girl, and they got engaged, but they didn't get to go – or I think they even actually got to go to Mexico but didn't get to stay with everyone else. Basically, their story wasn't interesting enough to be featured. They were too functional.
0: Yeah. yeah, and they so dramatic enough.
3: So they weren't included, you know? And so I'm again, I just for me it would be a curiosity thing. Like another one of the shows that I've watched a little bit is uh, Love is Blind, which is a UK show, and or not Love is Blind, sorry, uh Love Island uh which which is like even more of a dumpster fire, like by a long shot <laughs> than Love is Blind. Like it's not even close. And uh man, well, I like it's it's it is uh it's like a, what is the word I want? It's like a tour de force of dysfunction in relationships, you know, lack of communication. Well, that's like straight yeah. up
2: encouraging people to like, go right. like hook up on the sly and all that kind of yeah. stuff.
0: Oh, Absolutely. kind of like The Bachelor? Worse. I don't, I've don't. i
3: legitimately <laughs> never seen The Bachelor. I know we're recording the day after the finale aired for this current season. Um, and I, that's just a show I've never seen like more than you know half a second of as I was walking through a
0: room.
1: Uh, I saw one episode of it.
0: I think I watched two seasons, two full seasons when it first <laughs> came job. out years years ago. Uh and then haven't watched since cuz it's one it's kind of like wow, it's still going on,
1: which is <laughs> amazing.
0: Is amazing but says something. I don't know if it says anything good about our society and our culture. Um I mean, you can say that there's always this hope that people are going to connect and that people will find true love but I also just think that we are as a culture awful <laughs> wasn't there a I, show
2: I, called <laughs> temptation island or something where
0: yes. real couples oh, were yeah. sent
2: and like yes the idea was like if you I could break see, them up yeah try to
1: break them up or something yeah <clears throat> um, <laughs> I have this idea for a reality show that I want to make so bad so if you're a producer out there listening here's my pitch <laughs> it's like the bachelor So far as your bachelorette, I guess. So you've got a woman and a Mm -hmm. bunch of men. They're trying. They, so far as they know, they're trying to like win her heart. Right. Mm -hmm. But what nobody realizes is that her dad is watching everything from the control booth and he's (laughs) deciding who gets sent home every week. So like some guys like, and he's seeing all their like private confessional stuff too. So some guys like, I can't wait to get her in the hot tub. And he's like, Oh, that dude's going home. So I think it'd be a really interesting uh-huh. kind of and then and then they get to sit down with dad when they get kicked off. Like they don't get the rose or whatever. They sit down with this guy, they don't know who he is. He's like, Hi, I'm Bethany's father. And he's like, What? <laughs> Let me so explain like to you why you're not gonna be with my culture.
0: daughter. <laughs> it's like yeah, <laughs> the right? movie. Right. It's like
1: a lot of things. That might be the problem with it. It's yes. too much It's okay. too much. Question. It's
0: Too real, actually. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um It'd be amazing. So I'd laugh really. What nice. if I always thought it would be interesting if you, you were able somehow for people to see what's happening in the confessionals? Because like you said, that's where, you know, they'll they'll talk about how they quote unquote really feel. But I, I think the for me what's fascinating about these shows, and I want to circle back, Kathy, to that question you asked about what does it say about us mm-hmm. or so that we're so captivated by them. For me what's fascinating is we're never actually getting people's authentic selves, right? Because sure. they're always being recorded. And yet it creates this illusion of that with the confessional booths, with the, uh, like I remember when I was watching Love Island, the producer made a comment at one point or the voice, voiceover guy. There are like 300 crew at the villa where these 10 kids are filming all the time. And I was like, Okay, if there are three hundred wow. people there running around with cameras, like you never forget that right. you're being observed, right? So you have the you have the the times of performance where you're doing a group game or something like that. The boys are all lifting weights or, or whatever, and then you have these times of feigned authenticity, but like we're never actually seeing someone's authentic unobserved self not with 300 crew people, you know? No. So I'm fascinated by this idea that there are like layers of performative selves that we're observing.
2: I think the counselor, I think if I was on one of those shows, yeah, I would get no coverage. I would be way too healthy and boring because I would refuse to, (laughs) obviously I would refuse to be that dysfunctional, but I think there's plenty of people who can't control it. Like that's the whole point, right? You know, you're going to create this environment of stress and you're going to cause that reaction. And the psychological profile testing that goes in, you know, the hours of selecting the right people to get the the thing they want, they know that those folks are going to crack in those circumstances. Right,
3: they're selected for that, right?
2: Yeah, or all the bonus situations that, you know, they're sitting in the control booth like, oh my goodness, this is so much better than we even imagined. What a disaster.
3: I mean, so on on Love Island, they literally had a game one season where a game, quote unquote, where they sat everyone down together and then read them tweets that people were saying, because Love Island, uh, the the, the shtick of it is that it airs five nights a week. Oh, my gosh. And so you're watching what happened yesterday at the villa. Mm. And and so and then like people, people on the island get to vote people off and stuff like that. It's it's a really interesting format. Um, but they literally read tweets. So there's, there's probably like thousands of tweets about each of these individuals being shared every night, right? Because in the UK, it's this huge phenomenon. And yet, of course, they choose the ones that are the most inflammatory, right? They never choose the one that's like, oh, you know, we Stephanie. Love you.
0: You're awesome. Yeah, <laughs>
3: Stephanie looks so cute in that bathing suit or whatever, right? It's like I can't believe that Jenny thinks that Claude is uh, a good guy. He's so fake behind her back or something like that, right? Um, so How I mean, they're Claude intent- even get
1: on the show? That's what I want to know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but you know, to Clay's point, right? They're like designing these environments not to facilitate healthy relationships, but to create maximum amounts of drama
2: right so i have a question i don't know the answer to this and i don't know that i could ask it about love is blind i could certainly ask it about love island what is the difference between a show like that and maury povich or jerry springer and people going on real people real lives real dysfunction
3: well i think springer was scripted pretty heavily right okay but to your point, yeah, I, I don't know that there's much of a difference. It's sort of like, I don't want to say emotional pornography, but sort of. Mm.
0: Yeah, kind of. Exactly that. <laughs> I, I, and I think <laughs> I think the difference yeah. is with, like, the Maury Povich, uh, it, it the end goal was rarely the hope that something good would come out of it, right? You couldn't even have the
2: pretense of that.
0: Yeah, and I think that, at least for me... Uh, The idea, especially around love is blind. What fascinated me was this idea of, well, what kind of connection could people make who are actually, they, they have sight, right? So this is not, this is not a like blind couples. These are people who are going to talk to each other via a pod, never see each other. And what kind of connection could actually be made?
2: And there's good and, science behind it, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and yes, it's all um created for drama and you you want that for a TV show, obviously. But you know, think about dating. Dating is not real life. Wow. <laughs> right? Fair. And you're setting up dates mm. so that you have the 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 best chance of impressing the other person. Interesting. And so it was, it was interesting to watch, like, the initial dates where people were dressed up. And I know this is TV, so, you know, platform and everything. But I'm like, if they can't see you, what does it matter? <laughs> right? Like, so I literally would not wear the pods. makeup. Yes. In the in the first like couple of rounds, suckers. Yes, and then I think later on you'd see folks like in their shorts and PJs, but like the women all had makeup on, and for me I'd be like, oh yeah, no makeup. I feel <laughs> Saves pity. me time. So so there is that part of reality, which is in reality when you are dating, you're still out to impress. That is not real life. Mm. True. And so I think that it's heightened, and that is what's so horrifying, is that at the end of the day, when you find, quote, true love, and you're over all of the bells and whistles of the newness and everything, what makes what? it possible, right? What what makes love sustainable when we're no longer young, 20, 30-somethings?
1: So one of the things that I think is really interesting when I'm talking to different people about why they enjoy shows like this, there's a portion that you want to see the train wreck, right? Sure. There's a portion where there's like this real desire to see some sort of connection, a human connection. And then there's this portion that's like, I'm better than that person or those people.
2: Yes. So it's like,
1: I would never choose that person to date. Or like I was watching Amazing Race once and, you know, world traveling, right? So and I've done a lot of travel. I see somebody they've rented a car and they're about to put the wrong they're about to put diesel into a regular <gasps> tank and I was like you idiots oh, ha, 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 ha. I would never do that yeah. right so there's that piece too that I think is really fascinating like Zoe was telling me she and her fraternity are like watching uh the bachelor together every week and a good portion of it is them talking about how stupid this or that person is for choosing the person they're choosing. Like you can't date that person. What are you thinking? How do they not know this? Which I think is really fascinating. It's like a, it's building yourself up by saying like, yeah, I'm not going to make that same mistake, which is, I don't know. It's interesting.
2: And I'm not saying i I've never watched these shows. I, I have these opinions because I watched so many of them. Going back to Survivor Season 1 and do you guys remember Joe Millionaire on Fox in the late 90s? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god! I do remember that show. <laughs> the,
2: the, the show where the uh. women vied for the hand of Joe Millionaire and yeah. in the end it Except turned he out wasn't really a millionaire. In yeah, Darby right. Conger and I know they're like, and all those editing tricks, really into this
1: bulldozer we're walking past.
2: Yeah. They walked into the woods to be in the dark and have some, a private conversation and they just talked, but the producers like put in all of these sounds that were fake. and everything. But over the years I watched, uh, what was it? Average Joe, right? Where the hunks went against these um, regular guys. I've, I've watched plenty of these shows. And I think Matt, what you're saying is true that a lot of the appeal is, especially if I don't feel great about my life, I am at least not that big of a train wreck. You know, I think that's daytime television. I think that's why it's slotted when it is. There were a number of years where if I got sick or had to be home in the middle of the day, like the most desperate act I could do would be to turn on network television because it just destroys my soul. When I'm in a waiting room and I'm forced (laughs) for 15 minutes to watch and or listen to like any form of afternoon daytime television, I, I can't express to you how bad I hate it! Like what? It's so terrible.
3: What, what about Ellen's Game of Games?
2: I love Ellen and her Game of Games. I've watched okay. many episodes. But do you how remember about, my continue? Let, Back to my chart. <laughs> Look, I, I just, <laughs> I'm that's, curious. That's like, daytime television. It's
3: totally no, it's not. Legit. That's evening. It's
2: primetime. Whatever,
1: whatever reality shows people want to watch. No judgment. We all like different things for different reasons. But I'm curious for the four of us what's like one of your favorite reality shows love is blind or whatever like what's one that you're like this is one i could just keep watching that i really enjoy chopped chopped you just like you like watching that's the one where you get like mystery boxes full of weird food and you yeah. have to make
2: something good would, out would of be it bobby flay those are a couple amazing race i mentioned earlier what about
0: okay. you guys I don't really, I I ended up watching Love is Blind because of that thread we all are on. (laughs) And I was like, well, I have nothing else to watch right now. I went through two K-dramas while Peter was gone. I was (laughs) like, you know what, I'll give it a shot. And and then I just could not stop watching. It was like a train It's compelling
1: television, right? It sucks you in.
0: It does suck you in because you do want to cheer people on and then you also want to feel better than some of the other people who were easy to feel better than. (laughs) But yeah, but normally I'm not a like, even the cooking stuff, I'm like, meh.
2: You've never watched a season of The Bachelor, Kathy?
0: That was when it first came on, years ago, yeah. And then after, I think it was like the first two seasons, and then I was like, eh, I'd rather read a book.
2: (laughs) Yeah. What about you, Matt and J.R.? What shows do you watch?
1: Um, You you know, probably my favorite reality show is house hunter hawaii or like island life like those shows okay because they're they're running around just buying houses in hawaii and I, the whole time i'm like <laughs> i love hawaii hawaii is amazing <laughs> yeah. and then i'm like turning to krista we could afford that house you know <laughs> <like that. laughs> it's totally fantasy I'm that like, one that could we be could get us yeah or that one's out of our reach if only we made double our salary we could get that house you know like that <laughs> and we
0: never ate Then we can buy that house.
1: Yes. No, yeah. We wouldn't be able to buy groceries, but we get the house. Okay. So I don't know. I enjoy that one. And then at the end, it's always like, hey, we picked this house and we're happy. And here's us playing on the beach. And I'm like, yep, that's what life would be like. Exactly like that. (laughs) So it makes me happy.
3: JR? I'm going to choose because, you know, obviously I love Chop, love Beat Bobby Filet, love Cutthroat Kitchen. Um, But I'm going to choose Making It. What's that? It is a competition crafting show that is hosted oh, by Amy Poehler and oh, Nick Offerman. Yeah. Um, Amanda and I love that show. And it's just warm and cheery and like funny. everyone is so super, funny. So funny. Yeah. So that's a really, really great show that we enjoy sharing a lot.
1: My, my family watches um, the British Bake Off. Great British Bake Off. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. They love that show. Yeah, it's Which good. I, I think is really interesting. We also, my family also watches The Voice. Which uh, anybody else watch any singing competition shows? I
2: had a pretty strong American Idol phase for three years.
0: Oh I yeah, helped, we did too.
3: I helped elect Kelly Clarkson, and then I retired.
2: <coughs> oh wow! <laughs> good, well done. I watch. See Thank now, you. the internet's changed it because now I can just catch clips of America's Got Talent or Britain's Got Talent on like Facebook. So like a video will be shared and I'll be like, oh, that looks interesting. So I'll watch like one performance as a one-off. But I never watch the shows. Um, so you can kind of catch clips of those performance-based shows like that. And I have to say, Ugly Delicious. I know JR is anti-David Chang because he said something about barbecue once. But the season two oh, just dropped. He said a
3: lot about barbecue without <laughs> saying anything. Oh, the season so uh,
2: its We're going to have to have
1: him
3: on the show. They have completely. Great. I'll happily correct him. They have completely <laughs> up level season two starts off um by up level. Yeah. Do you mean he actually knows what he's talking about this season?
2: <laughs> I mean, it's just the first three episodes are so different and so good. They're going into like really going into culture, like the episode, the third episode is on steak and they end up sitting down with like a woman who teaches gender and food. And that's like one fourth of the episode. And, uh, then Danny McBride shows up and all these other random people. And then they go into restaurants and they talk about the history of meat and beef. It's, it's really interesting. Uh, but the first episode is all about his wife's pregnancy and they do a whole thing about, uh, women and food and pregnant women and what culture talks about. Like I'm learning a ton. Um,
1: I, you know, I want to say something for all our listeners. Uh, we know that many of you have never seen our faces and that you've just <laughs> been sitting here in this pod. <laughs> listening to us. <laughs> and we just want to say that we do love you and we'd invite you to engage with us by rating or reviewing us on iTunes. So thank you. <laughs> and or thank you going to Mexico together. Or, I mean, that's fine. We can all go to Mexico together also.
0: <laughs> but only if one of the listeners wants to pay for that.
1: Right. And, and with the understanding that when you see us in real life, we are just as delightful as when you're sitting here in the pod listening.
3: <laughs> Uh, I will, I will confirm that I can't tell you how many times people have been hanging out with Clay and me down here in Dallas and have said, it feels like I'm sitting in an episode of the podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, many times, almost all it the time. It might be because of the roots of our podcast, which was literally Clay, me and JR and sitting around and Clay saying, we should record this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hilarious.
1: And or us arguing about stuff. Ugh. Yeah, that's pretty normal.
0: Oh so we're boy. gonna make a shift, right, off Let's of Love Is Blind, mm. and just hit to something else briefly. that you you just made it. Yeah, hashtag to that well something sick. else that's we're going to die of, or it's all a hoax. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: that's
1: so right, coronavirus. 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 Mm. So again, Taking this episode is being recorded.
3: Yeah, several days before you'll get to hear it. So who knows? what the state of the world is going to be. Literally, who knows? It's airs. the World Health
2: Organization. Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm curious. Uh, so down in Dallas, we just got our first alleged possible case a couple of days ago. And so, like so far, none of the schools have been shutting down. Like none of the churches really have been taking very many measures. Um, I'm curious where y'all are living. Uh, Kathy and Matt, like ha- is anything happening for you where you are on a social level
1: uh yeah so for us i'm in washington uh so we have a few cases in portland which is just south of us and a whole bunch of mm-hmm. cases in in uh, seattle which is just a few hours away uh, so schools are starting to close uh in a in a few places so we have a couple in portland that have closed and a bunch in seattle um, and then zoe's in boston uh, at in college. And I think as of today, 15 colleges have closed for the rest of the semester. Uh, I mean, they're going online, right? But Zoe's hasn't yet. So she's sending me all these texts. She's like, dad, Harvard just closed. And I was like, I told you to go to Harvard. Like if that's what you wanted, you should have gone to Harvard. But uh, supposedly today, actually, her school is putting out an announcement about what they're doing, which is almost certainly closing. Like with all the other schools closing, there's no way. They're going to stay open. Our day-to-day life here has largely been that there are some people who are feeling really nervous. So some behaviors are changing. Like some people don't want people coming over to visit at their house. We have run out of toilet paper a couple times at Costco and uh, some of the other local grocery places. And weirdly, Cheetos. I don't know why. Yeah. Cheetos sold out of my, my local grocery store. It was you weird. were
2: preparing for potential quarantines.
1: I guess. Well, yeah. You don't want to be without your Cheetos. But as of right now, our grocery store has been doing a great job of like restocking everything. So I don't think there's any actual emergency in that sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, we have friends that are posting, here's what we're, here's what we're stocking up on so that if we're stuck in our house for two weeks, here's what we can do like that kind of stuff. But the, uh, and obviously there are people who are really sick and there are people who have passed away. Um, but it hasn't hit the point where we're like, that that's a, we don't personally know anyone who has coronavirus or uh, or is sick that, that we know of, that we know of.
0: Yeah. So I'm out in Illinois and we, Illinois has several confirmed cases. And then I think it was just yesterday, the county I live in has its first, Confirmed case, a patient in a hospital, but then we were told that person doesn't actually live in the county, as if that's supposed to make us feel better.
1: (laughs) Just visiting. Uh,
0: Just visiting and happened to land in the hospital. And uh, there was one private school in the area that closed for deep cleaning because somebody had been exposed. Uh, so around here, it's still quiet. Although Chicago just canceled its St. Patrick's Day parade, so that's a big wow, deal. Wow, that's a big deal. Because they're the St. Patrick's Day. They're parade known is for a that yeah. serious, serious parade. Uh, and um, my husband, who teaches at a dental school, they have been told to kind of watch the distribution of the masks.
3: Because interesting.
0: Yeah, because, uh, you know, supplies are limited. And so you just kind of have to be mindful of that. And then our daughter, who's out in New York, so far it hasn't come, like, into her area of business. But she has said everybody's talking about it. (laughs) Uh, Her roommate, her work has been impacted by it. And so we're just kind of on watch. And my son who's in school in Iowa, we should find out tomorrow morning whether or not they're going to go online after spring break. Mm. So we're kind of waiting to hear about that because that will determine whether or not we go early to go pick him up because he will want to stay home during the online yeah. session. And so Same he'll need Zoe. to bring yeah, he'll need to bring home more stuff. Um and his big concern is he and Peter are taking a trip to Florida over his spring break. So his concern was, you know, are we still going? I'm like, yeah, you you and dad are still going. You and dad may not leave the house after you get back for a few <laughs> days just to make sure, but no, you're going. So, uh, and I think it was last Sunday, I went to Trader Joe's and their shelf of dry goods and canned goods had been cleared out.
3: Interesting. Wow. It
0: was crazy. I mean, I looked over because I usually am not shopping there. You know, they have like the small little bags of rice. I call it, I call it white people rice. Cause it's like in one pound <laughs> bags. What are you gonna do with a one-pound <laughs> hey, bag could of rice? it would take us
1: five months to get through that. <laughs>
0: I know. Somebody was like, What do you mean white people rice? I'm like, well, cause my That's people why. buy rice in like 25-pound bags. Um, So I'm fine with rice, but I looked over and I asked the cashier, I was like, what is going on? And she's like, I I think it's the, the scare coronavirus and people are like buying things that they normally do not buy in those quantities.
2: I don't even have enough food in the house now to make lunch today. Like I am not going to be okay for a quarantine. (laughs) You got the dogs. I I have not grocery shopped in three weeks. Uh, well, I can say I was on an airplane to Canada last week. I met 30 new people. I was in workshops. You know, there was the whole handshake thing. And
0: Did you handshake?
2: Uh, sometimes, yeah. I mean, it was different people didn't. And um, mm-hmm. a couple of people did the elbow bump. And, yeah. uh, you know, I everybody was aware. We start off all those meetings with safety moments. So, obviously, we talked about how to protect oneself. And on the plane, I was, like, obsessively not touching my face and, and so on. But I, I can say that... Um, you know, more and more people are aware of that. I've gotten an email from Southwest Airlines yesterday. I just got an email from Amtrak today. They're talking about cleaning protocols and and all these things. So there's a mindfulness, but also it's, you know, China and Korea are already starting to trend in the right direction. I don't know if Italy is soon to get there or not, but I
0: hope so. um,
2: I hope so. But China
0: closed the entire country, right?
2: Like the Ivy League schools canceled their March Madness tournament, Right. And the, right. and the students are all sad, whereas regular March Madness is still going on. So I think regular March Madness is Italy <laughs> and the Ivy League is China and Korea. And one side seems to be getting ahead of it better. It's nice. uh, our
1: governor is announcing today that for three counties in Washington, they're canceling any event where more than 250 people are gathered. hmm. So obviously it's targeting sports events and concerts, but that's going to mean churches. That's going to mean oh, a bunch wow. of things. Wow! So that should be interesting.
2: South by Southwest here in Texas, JR got canceled. Yep. Yeah, that was yep. a huge deal.
0: Oh yeah. That was big. Oh, and Coachella has been postponed. Yeah. Right. I thought I read uh, that somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. And then here we go. Uh, University of Wisconsin, Madison is closing its doors just North of us.
1: Is Burning Man still happening? That's what I want to know, because we're going to take the podcast to Burning Man this year.
3: Burning Man is, I think, where coronavirus actually starts.
1: Yeah, almost certainly. It's a punishment (laughs) upon humanity for Burning Man.
3: Wow, Wow, that's great. I didn't have to make that joke. (laughs) All right. Well, um, I I just want to say, you know, I've heard a lot of us. And and this is is where I tend personally to lean is like, you know, hey, don't overreact, blah, blah, blah. Like, we're going to be fine. But, you know, I've I've been listening to a lot of my friends who are uh, either personally uh, immune compromised or have loved ones who are. And, you know, it really made me think because they said, yeah, just because you aren't personally at risk doesn't mean that you shouldn't be taking precautions. Like and I think, you know, that really opened my eyes to think about the fact that like being safe like this, even if like me, you're not really at risk is an act of loving one's neighbor as oneself, right? Um, I do have a lot of friends and loved ones who are in more vulnerable positions uh, with regard to the coronavirus. And, you know, I'm happy to uh, be inconvenienced if it means keeping them safer. And so if I'm willing to do that for friends and loved ones, of course I should be willing to do that for, you know, strangers. Because that's, you know, for me, that's part of our, our calling as Christians. So I've really come around on the don't overreact thing to like, okay, it's, it's okay to overreact. And I think check in
1: on your Asian American friends too, because there are so many weird racist things going around because like, Uh, I saw uh, an elected official yesterday making a big deal about, oh, the Chinese coronavirus and like kind of like the Chinese are doing this. So and it's it's resulting in things like people not eating at Asian restaurants, uh, people saying really cruel, weird things to Asian Americans or people from Asia who are in the U.S. Um, So check in on your friends and make sure that they're doing okay and that they have what they need uh, related to that, too.
3: And if you're going to eat out, eat out from an Asian restaurant.
1: And Matt,
0: Chinese today for lunch. Matt, or Italian apparently. I'm going to send you some Cheetos, Matt.
3: No, weirdly, Kathy, the Italians aren't suffering like the Asian Americans. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's weird, strange Uh, how that works. Racist.
3: (laughs) Yeah,
1: Um, I'm thinking the Cheetos thing might be so you
2: can tell what people have touched. Ew. That needs to be in a detective show. That should be on Brooklyn Nine Nine, where they do a fingerprint (laughs) dusting with Cheetos. I'm pretty
3: All sure right, well, he
2: touched this mirror.
3: We are classic us running over time. But before we go, uh, we do need to talk about what's fascinating us this week. So, Matt, on this special Doomsday episode, uh, what is fascinating you? You know
1: what? I think I might have mentioned this when I was only one episode in, but I'm almost to the end now. If you're not watching uh, Love Lock, is Blind. And Key, <laughs> Lock and Key on Netflix, it's like creepy and interesting. It has a weird magic thing going on and it's also about a family just surviving grief uh and staying together and it's it's uh yeah i was skeptical honestly a little bit and i really am enjoying it in fact last night at 11 i was like could i watch one more episode and i was like no 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 (laughs) no. it's daylight savings i'm gonna be so tired tomorrow if i do that um so i didn't but now today i'm like when can i watch the next episode it yeah it's good you'll like it lock and key on netflix
3: yeah it's good um Matt, who loves horror, is my favorite Matt.
2: <laughs> it's not <laughs> horror, okay? It's just scary. Clay, what about you? <laughs> um, well, I already went on about Ugly Delicious too, but uh, I'll just throw out, I don't know if I'm stealing this from anyone, but uh, have, has anybody watched I Am Not Okay With This on Netflix? No, not yet. Oh, I've heard about it. Uh, yeah, Jen and, I, great.
3: Jen and I finished it,
2: and um, I am so okay with it.
3: <laughs> it's it's basically an update of Carrie, but yes. in a way better way than that terrible remake that came out a few years ago. Yes. And it features it's like a
1: kid
2: with some powers kind of being a kid. as Well, that, Matt, it, it's
3: it's an update on Carrie,
2: it, but except Matt, it's about a family and it's about a family that's trying to work through grief. And uh, yes,
1: yeah, so huh. have so you f-
3: guys not seen Carrie? <laughs> uh, Carrie.
1: No, yeah, I've seen that one. That's it's the also one set- about the girl who is possessed by a car. Is that correct? Uh, okay. Nope,
3: that's Christine.
1: <laughs> Wait, that's real. Oh shit! Yeah. I was trying to say well, that's something a car stupid. That's
3: possessed. Speaking of oh, Stephen King's
2: tie-in, that makes more sense, I guess. <laughs> the two principals are two of the kids from It.
0: Oh, Sophia,
2: Lillis and Wyatt Olaf played Bevy and Stan in the It movies. So um, they are back together to two, again in this, so and again? it's yeah. I really enjoyed it. It's. Just
3: yeah, it's great. I know they do a season two. Yep. Uh Kathy, what do you got?
0: Yeah, so I'm pretty sure I mentioned this the last time, but maybe I didn't. I don't remember. It's been a week or two since I've been on uh Crash Landing into You.
2: <laughs> oh no, you uh, and Jen have so gotta talk. A
0: drama. And it's the story of a Korean woman mogul who accidentally lands in North Korea and the efforts taken to get her back into the South. And there's love and drama and intrigue and violence. And Mm -hmm. it's just so sweet. And uh, what I really appreciated about it is that often North Korea is uh, kind of shown or talked about as this really backwards um, country And there is this very nice treatment of North Koreans as being human and having joy and a life and laughter and love in their family. So I really appreciated that. And, you know, it's a K-drama, so take it with a grain of salt. But um, we have family ties to the North, so it's always nice to see something that shows it in a kind of more well rounded way as opposed to like the joking around the North Korean regime. So I really loved it. It's amazing. I really loved it.
2: <laughs> uh, Jen and I have had, I've we've had some laughs. She's definitely been watching it. I loved it. Uh, <laughs> and
0: then the you? fashion is amazing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> how about you, JR? What do you got?
3: Yeah. So since we're talking about Doomsday, I'm going to throw out a board game that we acquired at Ooh. Board Game Con uh, earlier this year that is super fun. It's called We Are Doomed. And it is a it is a group game where basically each person plays the leader of a different kind of government. So technocracy, autocracy, um, socialist, uh, capitalist, uh, dif- or democracy, I guess, different kinds. And you all find out that in 15 minutes, the world is going to explode. And so you have 15 minutes to work together to build a rocket to escape. But so you're doing that by contributing resources and each kind of government has its own special abilities that can do. Um, but it's almost guaranteed that you're not going to have quite enough seats on the rocket for everyone playing. And so it becomes a tension between do we, do I work together? Because if no one works together, the rocket doesn't get built at all and everyone loses. But if you're not like a teeny little bit selfish, at least then you're probably not (laughs) going to get a seat on the rocket. Uh, so it, it becomes wow. a really fun and silly game that is just, uh, um, it's, it's great. And it's only a 15 minute game. Cause you, you literally have a 15 minute sand timer. So, uh, you and then uh, you
1: can have my seat on the rocket. It's okay.
0: Uh, see, where's the rocket going? Uh, off the of the earth that's about to <laughs> explode. So. Anyway, it's a
3: really fun, silly game. Uh, We've played it a few times with big groups of different kinds of people, like older, younger people that love games, people that don't really get games. And it's always great. Everyone always wants to play it again immediately. So we're doing That's awesome. Super fun game. All right. Uh, That is our show for the week. We would love to hear uh, your thoughts on reality television, what you're doing to think about the coronavirus. Uh, Stay safe out there. Uh, We'll be back next week with another great show. Until then, take care of yourselves, be safe, and quit touching your face!